So it says the microphone that I'm using is the right mic. Do I sound a little better now that I moved the mic? Yeah, you actually sound much better. That's because my mic is a $650 mic that I got on sale oh, yeah. for $19.99 plus that shipping. That is wild. Plus shipping? It didn't include shipping? Well, no. It was 94% off through a third-party buyer on Amazon. Because uh, it was, and because you bought it from a third-party buyer, even though you get the Amazon Prime shipping, you still have to pay for shipping. I'll be right back. I'm Stargate Pioneer. I'm Haley, and I'm Lauren from Legends of Shield, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com, and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Remember how I had that really funny anecdote at the start of the episode last week uh it was that like 10 minute story yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. about sony customer service and it was like a really it was really good uh-huh. um i don't have another one of those this week good thank god i don't want you to talk is 127 a prime number let's find out I think it might be. I'm going to say yes. Oh, no, it's a Chen Prime. What? 127 is greater than the arithmetic mean of its two neighboring primes, thus it is a strong prime. It cannot be written as a sum or a power of two and a prime. The next is one. What? Because the next odd number, 127. It, it is a prime because 129 is not a prime because that's divisible by three. So 127 is a prime. Oh, is it the natural? It is also a prime number. Look at that. Well, there's a fun fact for you. That's that's like literally that's literally what I just that, said. I know, Dude, but I, you know math. I found it out though. I found it out though. So there's that. All right, I am going to start this broadcast. We need a theme song. Those are theme song, Jonathan. How do you feel about that? That was. That was almost as good as the karaoke that we sang this weekend. You know what's funny is is when uh, when we're when we're recording this podcast, unqualified gamers, by the way, listener, when John cuts out, when Jonathan cuts out and his connection is weird, to me it sounds like auto tune because you you just like hit random words. You're like, that's what it sounds like with karaoke or whatever. So if I cut if I cut out, I'll say it again. That sounded that that sounded like us karaoke this weekend. If you go to youtube.com slash unqualified podcast and you watch this on YouTube, we, we record directly to YouTube so you can hear what I'm talking about. And you just did it again. And it was hilarious. I'm pleased with this development. So you're saying that my connection is strong right now. It is. The connection is strong with this one. Like the force is strong with R2-D2. Pretty much. Okay. That was a joke because R2-D2, fun fact, droids cannot be force-attuned, except for maybe IG-88, but you know what? None of the expanded universe is canon anymore, so I can say basically whatever I want, and it'll be true. I mean, that's lame. That sounds really dumb. Well, I'm awesome. So, and I am awesome, and I'm both awesome, and Cody Goff, one of your hosts, and this is Jonathan Martin, and this is a big episode. We're going to talk for a few minutes about Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain, uh, one of their this thing they've got going that that I find interesting, and then uh, briefly touch on our Thanksgiving holiday because it was Thanksgiving last week, which was great, and then a uh, major announcement that is important, as this is our penultimate something that I'll that we'll get into, right? Yes. Yeah. Penultimate. Yeah. No, that's right. 
Penultimate. So there's that. Yes, penultimate. Yeah. Is correct. It is. Tis. Twas. Twer. Twelve. So Metal Gear Solid Five. So I'm 130-ish hours in, and I'm about 50% done with the game. Apparently, so our friend Blake showed me that's this. A, stat. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours per percentage point. Yeah, no, it's stupid because Blake showed me something that's like the average amount of time it takes to beat the game is like 40 hours, and the average amount of time it takes to, I think, do the game and all the side missions or something was like 80 or 90 hours, and then the average time it takes to 100% complete everything was like 160 or 170 hours. So at this rate, I'm going to take like twice as long as the average person to do all the missions and side missions if i choose to finish all the side missions i don't know if that's accurate though and to be fair i've played a lot of multiplayer like a lot of multiplayer so i don't know whatever how accurate it's still really fun i still really like the game i could just plow through the rest of the missions and beat it if i wanted to but i don't because it's such a fun game so I talked in an episode or two ago about forward operating bases and how the multiplayer works. Basically, you have a base with a bunch of soldiers. This is built into the single player game. You have a base with a bunch of um, with a bunch of things. Oh wait, hold on one second. Hey Casey, there's a bunch of tacos in the fridge. Oh, they're all for you. No, there's tons. That was me telling my girlfriend that there's tacos in the fridge uh, for those. Of you who are watching on YouTube and are wondering why I just screamed, hey, there's tacos in the fridge. It's because I was out with coworkers. It's because it's Taco Tuesday. It's It's because because it's Taco Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. We're recording this on Taco Tuesday. So there's that. But no, I like to to cook food for, for guests when they arrive in my abode. And there are lots of tacos left over. So anyway, (laughs) you're a guest. That was the best. That was the best thing I've ever said yeah, on this podcast. It, it sure was. <laughs> the, look, this is the like, all right, like live radio. You get like, you know, everybody says, "Oh, there's nothing like live TV because anything can happen." And live radio is the same way. And podcasts sometimes don't have that spontaneity. So if I'm not able to bring some of the spontaneity of live broadcasting to our podcast, then what's the point of even broadcasting? Am that's I right? The point of living, well, that's the point of living, really. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So in the single-player campaign, you accumulate troops and you build a base, basically. And you can invade other people's bases. Uh, private forces, or PFs, as they acronymize everything in the game. PFs are rampant in the world. Uh, basically, earlier in the series... You had a private army, and once it was disbanded, a bunch of of your troops went off and founded their own PFs or joined other PFs, and there's a lot of PFs in the world. Basically, governments have, like, hundreds of PFs to choose from. And, okay. And Metal Gear Solid Five kind of creates this multiplayer universe where everyone's PF is other people's PFs. So they populate the world with other people, which is really cool. So you also, at some point in the game, this is a minor spoiler, but it's what we're about to talk about, so I have to say it. Uh, at some point in the game, you earn the ability to build nuclear weapons. Now, for those unfamiliar with the Metal Gear Solid series, it has a very, very strong, the entire series has a very, very strong anti-nuclear message. The end of the first Metal Gear Solid game 
actually features like a three or four minute video that talks about how many nuclear weapons there are in the real world and how uh, like nuclear nonproliferation is going on and, th- and things like that. Uh, and it's, it's like an actual video they inserted into the game. Since it was on PlayStation, they inserted a, a, a cutscene CD-based. They were able to do that. So it's like it's got a really strong anti-war message. Um, Metal Gear itself is a weapon that basically can launch nuclear weapons and that's what the series is based off of because it's called metal gear so it has this really strong anti-nuclear message just to preface now in this game which takes place in the 80s ish you uh you can you you reach a point in the game much later in the game where you're able to construct nuclear weapons as a deterrent to others invading your base I'm not sure how it deters exactly, but I know that it does. But if you successfully infiltrate somebody else's base that has a nuclear weapon, you can steal that nuclear weapon and disarm it. So there's some... It's called non-proliferation, right? Nuclear non-proliferation is... I mean, that's a word that I've heard of, but I don't know if that's what it means. I don't know if... I don't know if nuclear non-proliferation proliferation means sneaking into somebody's base and disarming a nuke. I don't know if that's the definition. I, I think it does, though. I'm pretty sure that it means sneaking into other people's bases. So I'm while they're sure. not on, while they're not online. Yeah. So there's that. So okay. Konami has introduced a, f- uh, a new fold, and presumably this is Hideo Kojima, the creator's doing before he left konami wait a minute so, is the new fold that you can buy nuclear insurance for real money so no, that your new doesn't get stolen no this is something actually much cooler so this has actually been going on for a few weeks but i didn't really catch on to it till recently and this has been reported on by you know your general outlets like kotaku uh and and and, uh, and other video game outlets but like ars technica has picked this up wired has done a story on it so uh, it's gotten some more mainstream attention in in the in the tech world anyway um that is really interesting Wait, do, are you are you helping are you helping to build real nukes? That, that's is that, what it is. Is that, yes. is that what's, is years, that what's yes. happening? Konami is allowing you to build nuclear weapons. So it's really crazy. It's just like I don't, the easiest. I don't think I want this game anymore. I'm just yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I actually think this is something I kind of want to stay away from then. All right. Well, uh, so Ars Tech, as Ars Technica reports uh, in, in a recent story they've done, as Konami has recently officially announced... A quote-unquote secret nuclear disarmament event will be triggered for all players of Metal Gear Solid V when, quote, all nuclear weapons on the regional server corresponding to your console or platform must have been dismantled. In other words, the amount of nukes on your platform's server must be equal to zero. So there's a hidden cutscene in the game that hackers have already posted online because, of course, they can. I refuse to watch it, but it's like an eight-minute cutscene. Many believe that this scene is triggered once the nuclear disarmament event has been completed, but that's not been verified yet. But basically, there's now a metagame where every time I log into the game, it says, and for weeks it's been doing this, it says number of nukes on PlayStation 4, 200-ish. Number of nukes on Xbox One, a few hundred. Number of nukes on Xbox 360, a few hundred. Uh, and then the number of nukes on PC is like twenty or 30,000, so there's still a ton. But if you can get that number to reach zero, then it will trigger an event globally for everyone that owns the game on that console. And 
I think this is just a super, super cool meta thing. There are communities popping up that are uh, that are devoted to nuclear disarmament in globally in Metal Gear Solid Five. And there's like a Reddit, a subreddit called the Philanthropists that is formed uh, specifically with tactics on disarming nukes. And they have like leaderboards for who's disarmed the, the most nukes. Similarly, there is another group called the Patriots, which is a reference to something in this series. Uh, and the Patriots want to build more nukes and create more nukes. So just like with Twitch plays Pokemon, when there were a lot of people that were hoping to successfully beat Pokemon with this random stuff, there were a lot of people that would hop on Twitch plays Pokemon and try to ruin it for everybody, basically by making everyone lose the game and, and try to mess with things. That's what's happening here. So there's this whole metagame now that's happening online where many people are trying to actually disarm all of the nukes globally on their servers and there are others that are creating them and it's creating this entire new layer to the game and this meta game that i just think is really cool and unique so are is it faster to disarm a nuke than it is to build a new one that's a good question i would i haven't built any nukes so i don't know how long they take to build i would guess that it is faster to disarm because when you infiltrate someone else's base it you have a 30 minute time limit and um when you build a nuke there's going to be a wait time the wait time to develop most weapons is between like 20 and 40 minutes and for a lot of combat deployment events it'll take maybe like 30 minutes to an hour and sometimes global deployment events take even longer um so developing a nuke nuke i would imagine would take at least 30 minutes very likely like 12 hours 8 or 12 hours or it may and now two de- hours. developing nuke developing nukes also i assume costs resources it costs a ton of are... money yeah in game it costs a ton of money okay so... and so and so like uh, like you would think then that people that were building like patriots that were building nukes would eventually run out of resources with which to build nukes? Yeah, I mean, they can play the game a lot more and continue doing it, but it sounds like globally a lot more people are working towards disarming the nukes than creating nukes. Uh, unfortunately, from what I've read a couple places, there are there's some problems with the PC version because hackers are able to increase the number of nukes that they have. And I'm not sure how Konami is addressing that or how that'll go. Because, again, every time I log in, there's tens of thousands of nukes on the PC. And only they're, they're down to the hundreds in each console. But, um, but it's, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. And it's a, it's, it adds this layer of metagame that is like it's very Hideo Kojima. And I like that because he has a lot of style and a lot of, you know, it's like a unique thing. Like, that's not a thing that's happened. There's a lot of multiplayer games and a lot of games with multiplayer components, but this is the first time I've heard of something like this, where they want to completely rid all bases of a certain item. And I think it's interesting. Yeah, there's have definitely been global, um, like, global multiplayer objectives before in, in video games. Um that are based around, like, individual missions. So that's not a new concept. Um, the idea of, like, the dis- like I guess the destruction of a single resource thing that players can build, I can't think of a, an example of that off the top of my head. Yeah, um, nothing but I like do this like- has ever been done before, definitively, <clears throat> even remotely. I do like the idea of, like, kind of, like, joining a faction and then pushing for that faction as, like, a large multiplayer. Almost like... 
almost like if you had maybe an alliance of people on one side and then maybe a, maybe a horde of other people on another side and each of them the alliance and the horde were were pushing for different objectives and maybe they clashed at some points throughout the course of the did story their, did their, their clans clash right so the the clans clashed exactly uh in this particular scenario in which i am i'm describing um you know it, it's almost like that seems that seems like an idea that that's a sound idea that is a good idea so um yeah you know i i like this idea again i know other games have done it before um so it actually doesn't sound that original to me and it sounds kind of dumb to me uh and it's actually a really bad idea right definitely i know i kind of had it like you have more experience with MMOs and certain online PC games that so here's this here's, clan. What, here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, and only a little bit vaguely of um, of Demon Souls. So and just specifically Demon Souls. So you know, Demon Souls was the progenitor of all of the of all of the Souls games. There was Demon Souls first, and that was like the unknown game that came out of nowhere, and then that spawned Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, and Bloodborne. Um, but Demon Souls had this system where it had it had a global server that was run by Atlas, and then there were these affinities for the different. There were five different like zones of the game, and each one was divided into sub levels. And you picked what sub-level you wanted to go to. Um, but each of these levels had an affinity that was um, influenced by the actions of all of the people playing those levels at the same time. And only certain events could occur based on the affinity of the world at the time. And like, if so if you, if you went and killed other player characters in the PvP system they had, you would turn the affinity for that world black. Um, and then there were ways to turn that affinity white. And then like... Certain events would only occur in those levels if the affinity was like pure white, which was like plus three, or pure black, which was negative three. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of that, where like the like, and each level is played by an individual in this game, just like in Metal Gear Solid. But then the actions of those individuals over the course of each one of those missions, or whatever you want to call them, would influence the affinity of the world to then change the events for all of the players as they played the game. Is yeah, that pretty similar? Really cool. Does that, does I like, that sound? Yeah, does I that think sound so. Off? I like that. Yeah, now that being said, it sounds like you guys are going to get like a... It sounds like you guys are just going to kind of get a cutscene when it hits zero. It kind of sounds like there's nothing for people that want to build nukes other than to screw with everybody else. Is that pretty much how it works? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I think with in terms of building, yes. I think the builders of nukes and the proliferators, if you will, I think that all they really have to gain is to troll people. But that said, we're on the internet. It's 2015. Gamers really like trolling, so they probably they probably get a huge amount of satisfaction from trolling people. Honestly, so there's that. Well, good. As long as they're as long as they're working towards a a common global good objective, that yeah, we can we can place some faith in humanity that way. That's good. Of course. So whether or not you own Metal Gear Solid Five, or you've played it, or you know anything about it, you may run into some spoilers. I don't I don't think so. But if you would like to take your spoilers into your own hands, you can go to reddit.com/r/metalgearphilanthropy. Metal Gear Philanthropy, all one word, is the subreddit where they have a couple thousand people talking about disarming nukes to go towards the global goal of disarming nuclear weapons in a video game. Because that's what people care about. 
Would you say they are more aligned with the Horde or the Alliance? So that's my video game news for this week. Jonathan, neither Jonathan nor I had an extensive amount of time to play video games over the last couple weeks because Thanksgiving happened and uh, we both went to Rockford and we were in the same place at the same time, which is shocking. Yeah, you know, normally, normally, like you, you think of vacation, like you think of like days off of work where you didn't actually take them as vacation as a time to play video games, like as a time to catch up on stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, it's like that is like the furthest thing from what actually happens. Now that being said, I did play some Final Fantasy fourteen when it was late at night when everybody else had fallen asleep. So that is something that I got to do a little bit of. But um, otherwise, not much. Yeah, uh, I thought you had canceled your subscription because I've been seeing you play it on Steam like often lately. So I had that I had that itch the I had the itch to play the game again, um, and I was I was I was feeling like when I was playing at the end of at the end of playing that game on the PS4, I was feeling like um, it was becoming a little too complex for a controller for a gamepad. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that play the game with a gamepad, and I totally respect that, but, like, for me, as somebody who played World of Warcraft for, you know, five years, um, it was becoming to the point where, like, I couldn't execute things the way that I wanted to using a gamepad. And I was like, this would actually be a lot more fun for me if I if I'd used a keyboard. And that was where I left the game, like, a, like two months ago, and I just stopped playing it. Well, I, resubs- I, I bought the game on PC for, like, $9, and it comes, and it comes with... And it comes with a free month's worth of playtime, so it was actually less expensive for me to buy the game on PC than it was to pay for a month worth of subscription, which would have been $15. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try this again. So I got back into it again on the PC, and I'm enjoying it more with a keyboard for sure, um, just because of the style, like what I tend to play in MMOs um, requires a little more precision. So I'm finding it more enjoyable now using the keyboard and mouse. Than I did using the gamepad. Yeah, you're a keyboard and mouse kind of guy. You freak. Not for every game. Not at all, not at all for every game. But like, when you're talking about like uh, having to execute, you know, twelve to fifteen different actions depending on whatever you're doing in the game. Like, how many buttons do you have on a controller? Right. Like realistically, you've got eight. You've got your four trigger buttons at the top, and then your four pad buttons. So if you've got to do more actions than that, they have to do things like button combinations, which makes you end up hitting two to three buttons where the analog of that on the keyboard is one button. And it starts to get kind of needlessly complex when you do that, when you're doing it as a gamepad. Actually, it's not needlessly complex. Mm. It's it's needed. It, that complexity is needed because you don't have the same number of buttons. So regardless, like it, it, was, becoming, it was becoming too cumbersome to play with a gamepad. So now that I have way more buttons at my disposal by using a keyboard, I am enjoying it more. It's good. And it's a very, it's a great Good. game. Like it's a, it's. I said it was a great game before. It's still a great game. But other cool. than that, I ate just ate. A, I ate a lot of food. Like that's I, I ate a lot of food this weekend. Yeah, and drank a lot and sang karaoke. Amazing karaoke. Your karaoke was mellifluous. You know, I had to drive, so I, I I didn't actually drink that much. I drank enough. So I drank enough. I front loaded it. I drank enough to where I I could actually confidently sing karaoke. Uh. And then I and then I stopped drinking. You sang semi professionally for like twenty years. It doesn't matter. It's it's a it doesn't matter. I sang in a choir. It's not. It wasn't just a. It wasn't just me singing. You know. And like I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that like 
always wants to go up and be the center of attention pretty much ever. So, it's you know, typically it's not my vibe. I just kind of love to sing. So that sometimes that overwrites that that love of singing plus drinking can help overwrite that shyness of actually getting up and, and being in front of everybody. Okay. And then I karaoke, but, and it's fun. Yeah, no, karaoke is fun. And we went to a little joint in Rockford and had lots of pie. And then, yeah, and at some point over the weekend, I, I it was proven. So Jonathan has said two things about his son recently-ish on this podcast. One is that he has learned to run and does not walk but only runs. And... That was substantiated at my parents' house when he brought him over. He does run a lot. You have your hands full. It's hilarious. Yep. Is this normal? Yeah, he's like, awesome. is this do kids all do this or? Yeah, I think pretty much once they, from what I understand, once they realize that they can go fast, like if you've got your choice between going fast and not going fast, like probably gonna go fast. So yeah, that's, that's what fair. he does. He, he he goes fast. <laughs> And then the other thing is that he learned the word no, which was his favorite word. I thought at some point when you mentioned it. He didn't say it that much when I saw him. Yeah, he's he's sure is saying it a lot, though. And he, I don't even think he... He's he's not even doing it as, like, declining whatever it is that you are offering him or doing with him. He's just saying it because he can. So, like, you'll say, hey, yeah. do you want to do this? And he'll go, no. And then he'll go do it. Because he just wants to, he just wants to tell you no. So that's kind of interesting. Well, it was fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, to Martin Con, where we can play more board games uh, next spring, and hopefully he'll be able to join us in a year or two playing games. He'll play something. I'm sure he will. Certainly. So, uh, and Martin Con will be at your new house, because you're moving, and you're moving at the end of next week. So it's crunch time for this podcast, right? Yeah, like, so I, yeah, I've got... Two, that's that's one big thing. The bigger news in my life is that I'm building a new computer this weekend, which is... Um, oh, yeah, you're building a, a new ver- computer this weekend with all with the yeah. $10,000 you got for... Oh, well, we can't we can't talk too much about... We can't talk... That's right. We can't talk about it yet because that's what we're saving for next week. But yeah, that's, I'm going to be yeah. buying... I'm going to be building a new computer. I have all of the components. They are in my house. Um, I've got a buddy coming over. We're going to work on it together. It's going to be my first time actually building the computer from scratch. I've done a lot of um, modification before. I've even gone so far as, and I talked about this on the podcast years ago when I when I bought my last computer, um, I basically reinstalled the motherboard on my computer because we determined that it was bad when it was not in fact bad. So I got I, I redid an entire motherboard for a computer um, using just the guidance of somebody on a phone, and that really made me feel way more confident in the process of building a computer because from what everybody has told me that I've talked to who has built computers before installing everything to the motherboard is the hardest thing you do on a computer so the fact that I have already done that makes me feel much more confident and the fact that I will have somebody with me who has done it before also makes me feel a little more confident about it so all of the parts are here stuff weighs a lot did you know that stuff weighs a lot computer compo- some computer components weigh a lot like a lot. I mean, when like, I pick I just up got my, my computer tower, it's heavy, hefty. I just, I just got my my um, my power source, uh, uh, and it's it. I don't. It's probably twelve pounds, ten pounds, something like that. It is very heavy. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm really excited. I got a full, I got a full tower instead of a mid sized tower, and it's like it is. 
It is very. It is large. It is larger than I thought it was going to be. A full, like a full size tower is a very, very large thing. So I'm. Yeah. I'm. Just, I'm very. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. And we can talk more about that next week. Yeah. So next week is going to be a huge episode, and this is our. This is our major announcement. It's a big announcement. A very big announcement. It's a huge announcement. It's I'm a girthy. I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, so John and I. Our, so the, the, we started on Qualified Gamers in 2012, in January. So uh, next month will be our, our three-year anniversary of doing the podcast. We have tried many different things and uh, gone in many different directions. And Unqualified Gamers in its current form, in terms of what we talk about and the branding and the name and various other things, is uh, we believe has run its course and will be doing a new podcast starting in January 2016. Uh, and so next week will actually be the final episode of Unqualified Gamers proper. Basically what it boils down basically what it boils down to is we and we've talked about this before when we started this podcast, we played a lot of video games. Like a lot of them. And we had a lot of we had what we felt was a lot of content to be able to talk about. Um and our lives have changed dramatically over the past four years. I mean, I am going to be moving into my second house. I have a kid. Um, Cody is, you know, he's Cody. And so, like, a lot has changed for us over over the past three years. Three and a half, four years. Three so, years. Three years. It's been a long... It's been... So, anyway, it's been a long time. A lot, is, a lot has changed. And we just... We don't have, like... Having a podcast that is specifically focused on video games... Um, may not it's it's probably not sustainable it's probably just not sustainable for us at this point anymore um but we still love to do this we love to podcast and so we are going to move the show in a direction that does still deal with video games um but does it in a different manner that will allow it to be a little more sustainable for us um and should we'll announce the name next week and from everything that we've talked about as we've been as we've been talking about rebranding rebranding the podcast um it should honestly be a a better show because there are weeks, as in, especially in the past couple of months, where it has been a challenge to come up with a good amount of content to be able to talk about to keep a show interesting that is specifically focused on video games. Uh, just because there's a lot of times we don't have it to talk about. Yeah, like this week. I mean, the Metal Gear Solid thing is cool, but like, how many new games have I played in the last week? Not as many as I'd like. Which means, you know, we're not like professional game reviewers. We don't get a new game every week that we can review. We don't even get an old game every week that we can play and review. Um, that said, we'll still talk a lot about video games, as John mentioned. It'll just be um, a bit more of a like a lifestyle podcast, maybe through the lens of people that are really into gaming. So this should make our, podca- our podcast more accessible. And uh, we'll announce the name next week on our final episode. Next week, I'm very excited about we're going to have one or two guests, depending on whether they feel like it. Um, but we're going to have a, a, a conversation really about uh, some big lifestyle changes in, in uh, well, yeah, I, I'll let you listen next week. But next week is going to be a really big episode. And also our final episode of Unqualified Gamers, episode 127, which is a prime number, which is really fantastic. Um, and just so you know, so in December, so does that mean like no more content in December? No, that is not correct. So there will still be content. So um, our iTunes feed will probably 
kind of go quiet for a couple weeks. So if you subscribe and listen via iTunes or Stitcher, um, I'm not sure if there will be new content there. Now, on WGM Plus, if you go to WGMplus.com, you're a WGN radio listener, and you, you consume our podcast through that website, I am going to be posting content on WGM Plus for the next few weeks so that you're kind of satisfied over the next few weeks um, while, while I finish up the new website and make the transition for new content. And if you watch us on YouTube, if you're a YouTube subscriber and you consume us primarily that way, I'm actually going to be doing some Let's Play videos with my girlfriend, which is going to be amazing because her commentary on games is hilarious. Uh, and so we're going to see how that goes. And um, I'll have some Let's Play content on the YouTube channel. So so basically, wherever you consume us, there still will be some content uh, over the next few weeks. It's just that there won't be any like new weekly episodes featuring John and me until January. And then in January 2016, I already have websites registered. Uh, I already am starting to build the new website, it, although that always takes longer than I feel like it will take. Uh, I've already actually migrated all of the old podcasts, so you'll still be able to listen to all of our old episodes, and they'll still be there. The iTunes feed will be updated so that you won't have to change any subscriptions or anything like that. Uh, it should be a relatively seamless transition uh, for for you, the listener, um, but it is going to be a new thing, and some things might change, And uh, but we think you'll like it, and we think we'll like it, which means that you'll like it more in turn. So, and we'll also be part of the Gunna Geek Network as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else I didn't cover, John? Nathan? I don't think so. I'm, I, I think next week's episode is going to be, regardless of, of if we, if all four of us are, are, are talking for it, if, it's, if it just ends up being you and me or whatever, I think it's going to be a fitting, I think it'll be a fitting end to this podcast. Yeah, no, it's going to be super, super appropriate and fitting yeah. and pretty much perfect. So, um, yeah, we'll end on a really great note, and I'm very excited about that. Speaking of going to geek, I should pull up uh, I should pull up those promos, shouldn't I? Huh. Um, but, yeah, um, so tune in next week for our uh, final episode of this podcast. In the meantime, you can tune in to some of the podcasts of the Gunna Geek ne- Network, which we are a part of. So elsewhere on the Gunna Geek Network, if you're a fan of, I don't know, who knows, S.H.I.E.L.D., S-H-I-E-L-D, the Marvel show, um, there's, a, there's a S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., and in episode 99, titled Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Many Heads, One Tail, uh, Agent Lauren couldn't pass up on an opportunity to go rummage around in some old Hydra-defunct vaults and bunkers, so Agents Haley and Stargate Pioneer stay with you this week to discuss everything Marvel from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode Many Heads, One Tail, to the upcoming Jessica Jones Netflix series, to the week in Marvel Comics, to the general week weekly Marvel news. So lots of Marvel everything. If you like Marvel, basically tune into Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 99. Uh, they also continue their fall of giveaways, and Stargate Pioneer does a live unboxing of his Marvel Villains Collector Core Crate. Unboxing, man. We've got one of those on our YouTube channel, or two. Check those out. Uh, Haley and Stargate Pioneer also take time to take in all the great feedback over the last week. And don't forget the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be taking a week off for the American Thanksgiving holiday. That happened already. Uh, 
but next week, as usual, they'll have a, another new episodes. Uh, so yeah, check out Legends of Shield episode ninety nine on the Gunna Geek Network. And if if Marvel isn't your thing, you can check out episode one hundred eighty seven of All Things Good and Nerdy. Clever cosplay returns, and on All Things Good and Nerdy this week, everyone's back to run down some nerdy shows like The Flash coming to Supergirl. Whoa, I didn't know about that. And the possibility of John Constantine coming to Legends of Tomorrow. But the really important thing is that Clever Cosplay has returned. So if you're unfamiliar with Clever Cosplay, I would check out All Things Good and Nerdy, episode 187 on gunnageek.com, G-O-N-N-A-G-E-E-K. And that's what's going on there. You can find us at unqualifiedgamers.com for the time being, uh, or wgmplus.com and uh, wherever books are sold. Is that right? Nope. Books? Nope, nope. Okay, we have great. absolutely cool. nothing to do with books. All right, great, cool. So, um, yeah, good times, great oldies. Uh, we will talk to you next week on our final episode, which will be a extravaganza, an extravaganza, an extravaganza, an extravaganza. I think I'm, I'm going to be sad. I, I'm going to be sad. I'm also going to be excited because we're moving on to something else, and we're not stopping, so that's good. But I'll be a little sad that like this is a. Pro, like this is like a creative project i don't do a lot of creative projects and this is like one that we've been doing mostly on for four years i mean that's pretty impressive yeah 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 we've averaged 30 so yeah 2012 13 14 15 so four years so yeah we've averaged like 30 some episodes a year um so yeah i would say an average of bi-weekly that's decent yeah not bad yeah, and and it's been pretty fun except for me recording with you Right, there's that as well. Um, yeah, I'll also be doing another podcast for the next few weeks on WGM Plus um, with Brian Noonan, whose show I produce on WGN Radio. So uh, you'll be able to find me there if you want new stuff from me. I'll we can maybe be more topical there while I'm airing. Yeah, nobody some other wants stuff. that. Nobody wants nobody that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants okay. that. Okay.